Welcome to Square Gators, the local harness racing show. This is all a part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening locally and around the world in the world of harness racing. The show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout the year and is hosted by local harness racing identity Daniel Hibbert on 1FM Shepherd and Radio. 23 minutes to 11 o'clock on your Saturday morning. Top of 29 degrees for your last summer Saturday, heading into autumn at the end of the week. As I welcome to the microphones of 1FM 98.5, live and local, RSN's very own Dan Hibbard. How are you, Dan? Morning, Stats. Yes, very well. And, uh, yeah, big day ahead uh, in all uh, all three cars. Massive so, day. So, um, looking forward to the racing this afternoon. And... Uh, it's uh, it's been a little bit of a quieter week from the harness perspective, that's for sure. But uh, looking forward to the racing. And they uh, called this off weekend. the Shepherd and meeting on Thursday. Yeah, and that was the that's the, obviously the the interesting issue of the day or the last couple of days anyway. They, they called the trots off at Horsham, uh, which was due to run on Thursday. They called them off on the Wednesday night or early Wednesday afternoon, which was probably. In hindsight, the smartest decision they've made in a while. It was uh, obviously going to be really difficult, uh, given what happened with uh, the the fires in that Beaufort area and the Western Highway being cut. Um, and, and a number of participants would have been using that uh, thoroughfare. It was uh, probably a good decision, and Horsham's uh, can get pretty hot. When it's hot at Horsham, it's virtually hot everywhere, but it's... Uh, was probably the right decision. Uh, and then the next day, Thursday morning, they called off the Shepparton meeting, uh, which was due to go on in the, in the evening on the Thursday. Uh, and the dog started early that morning as well. And the dog well. started early. So that's the, the, really, the, the, the thing that gets, uh, I think, has got up a few participants' goat about it, was that the dogs ran in the morning and the, do- the trots didn't run at all and, you know, the, the, the loss of income and so forth for the participants uh, with that Shepparton meeting called off. I'm sort of not on the fence, but I mean, I, I understand those that were wanting the meeting to go ahead and understanding the conditions were probably not as bad uh, as uh, as they may have been predicting. Um, I, it does look a little bit silly when you've got the dogs running earlier in the morning uh, across the way and then, you know, you, you don't run the horses in the night. Um, so that do, that's a bit of a, a quirky one there. And then there's the... The other side of the coin completely where, you know, the, the, the issue, big I guess a big issue is if there is a fire um, that gets gets away in this particular part of the world. N- admittedly, it's not as uh, uh, as hilly as the that western part where it was burning in Beaufort, but, uh, you know, the, the ability for people to get home, get off the road with horses and so forth is a risk. So I understand the, the reasoning for doing it. Uh, you can't be, uh, you haven't got a crystal ball, so you can never truly know what's going to happen. But I think they made the, the right decision with Horsham. Um, the decision with Shepard and, you know, you could argue either way. Yeah, look, I've, I think at the end of the day, Dan, I think with the information available, and we've got to, you know, be fair to the Shepard and Harness Racing Club, I, I think... I probably would have done the same thing if I'd in their shoes. Oh yeah, I, I don't, well I don't know whether they've had any impact on the decision. It's probably come from the the stewards. Yeah, and, HRV. And HRV. But yep. I think they've they're in a, a in a possible position as well because they've got to make that call uh, whether the meeting is going to go ahead. You can't expect the participants to uh, 
to get on the road and if they've got to travel a couple of hours um, you know if they're traveling a long way there's I oh know it's a, there's a lot of local participants so the impact on them is nowhere near as big but uh, you've got to give people the ability to uh, you know to to either go or stay sort of thing and um, I think that's probably the the aspect that uh, you have to agree with. Um, on the flip side of that, uh, uh, you've got a, a situation like what happened at the Gallops at Pakenham on Thursday night where there was all the lightning that was around. Um, yeah, they had to put and, the races and they back. Were, oh, and putting back, putting and back, they, I putting back. I don't think they ran the last two races they either. Did, well, I think, that, no, they, I think they didn't run the last four, I think, or three or four at least. So they, you know, they held the participants there right. while the, all these storms are happening around them and then had to call it off. So it's, you know, they've sat there for an extra couple of hours uh, and not been able to uh, not been able to participate. So I mean, it's you know the the powers of be have got difficult decisions to make at the best of times, and uh, sometimes they're they're praised, and sometimes they're uh, you know given a kick up the bum. And it's a damned it's, if you do, correct, damned if you exactly don't right. decision. That's isn't all it? it is. And uh, you know, I, I think in the end they probably made the right decision on both fronts. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. It can be frustrating given how the temperatures and that didn't uh, reach the higher levels that they were expecting. And real quickly, Dan, sad news during the week, the passing of a very elegant, the Caulfield Melbourne Cup winner. Yeah, absolutely. It was a bit of a uh, sad uh, story to hear uh, over in uh, Europe and she was falling down and uh, complications have arose. And look, that just that's just a part of... Uh, part of breeding and uh, it, it happens unfortunately there were the there's complications and uh, uh, you know the mares uh, have an issue and then of course that the foal passed away as well so mm. it, it's not a nice situation for in in the end for everyone because uh, you know sometimes the foal will survive and uh, the mother doesn't that's when you get the call out for a, a foster mare but uh, yeah sad times and uh, that uh, it happened for a Melbourne Cup champ and I'm sure that uh, uh, there's a few uh, heavy hearts uh, with the ownership group of that horse. And on the uh, other side of the coin there, well, she's fastest in season. Yeah, and she's going to be uh, bred to uh, an American sire, so uh, which is great. So we'll uh, probably still a couple of years away, obviously, from uh, seeing her pups on the track, but hopefully she can uh, throw a good litter. And uh, it's not always the way that happens with the... Uh, the really good uh, brood uh, mares and, and bitches, they don't often uh, uh, throw absolute champions, but uh, hopefully we can get to see some really good ones out of where she's fast. And what was the week that was locally in harness Yeah, so a really Dan? skinny week because of those couple of meetings that were called off. But we'll go back to Gunbower last uh, weekend. They had the uh, Centenary Cup day there. Uh, Hanover Stars won race six for Mark Watson. Jack Law took the drive, led all the way. Uh, two minutes the mile right there was well specked on fixed odds this one um, was a uh, a really good earn for some punters out there but uh, too good led all the way an easy first half and then ripped home the last 400 meters there and Eliza Hill won the last on the card there Mark Ledhill getting the win with Ellen Tormey in the cart uh, was the favorite caused a false start and galloped at the start on the first occasion but uh, got a second chance led and uh, was too good and is out of the draw now but uh, Still too good to get the win there in the last race at Gunbauer. Uh, heading to the Bendigo meeting, which was on during the week. This is on Wednesday night. Uh, Vici Bloom won for Michael Watts in the uh, the two-lifetime win trot. Uh, the four-year-old mare um, uh, bred by Yabby Dam Farms, and uh, Michael's got the training of the horse. 37 metres at one by. It was a $2.60 chance. 
led all the way. Uh, it certainly had its hoof on the till. Uh, again, it had won at Bendigo in a maiden three what runs ago, second at Echuca after that, and then back in the winner's list uh, last uh, week at Bendigo with a, another soft win. So well done to the team there with Vici Bloom. And uh, then we headed to Wagga uh, during the week on Friday, in fact, yesterday, and uh, changeover girl for Beck Bartley, Led uh, from barrier one and uh, then took a sit, was behind the leader, got out at exactly the right time, was able to get up in the last few hops to score at a mile rate of 155. Uh, Jackson Painting had a big day up there at Wagga, driving many, many winners. And just quickly, the uh, the Newcastle Mile was run last night. This is a uh, a uh, ticket into the Miracle Mile and obviously uh, Leap to Fame, who has just been winning absolutely everything, was uh, much too good. He uh, won the Newcastle Mile in a 151.9 mile rate uh, and booked himself a uh, automatic entry into the Miracle Mile uh, in a few weeks' time. He's uh, just ticked over 2.2 million in earnings. He's had 44 starts for 34 wins and eight minor placings, and uh, he was uh, super winning there last uh, night. He's had five starts this campaign, uh, this this season for five wins and just over 400,000. So not a bad earner there, leap to fame, but he is a very, very good horse. So that's uh, a very quick wrap of what's happened in the last seven days. As I say, very uh, quiet with that ship meeting getting called off, but uh, some winners there nonetheless, and it uh, gives us a bit more time to look at the, uh, the the racing across the weekend, and hopefully we can find a winner in all three codes. And as always, gamble responsibly, and after this we'll try and find a winner, Dan, at Melton. Correct. You know the garden could do with a makeover, so what are you waiting for? Cleves Garden Supplies have got everything you need to get the job done, and they're open seven days a week. Coloured mulches, decorative pebbles, river stones, crushed rocks, sands, gravel, sleepers, topsoils, pavers, you name it, they've got it. They'll deliver small loads and big loads straight to your door. Drop in and see them at 20 Wanganui Road, Shepparton, or give them a call. 58212 That's 58212 1FM sponsor. Daryl here from Aussie Ag Supplies. What can we offer you in the months ahead? One, tractor parts, new and used for Ford, Fiat, Massey, Ferguson, Sami, Deutz, Landini, McCormick, New Holland and Grey Fergies. Two, used tractors for sale and we are looking for good used tractors and sick tractors to wreck. Plus new mulches, multi-disc sprayers, etc. It will get tough in the months ahead. So to save dollars, ring me, Daryl, at Aussie Ag Supplies 0428 235000. I'll repeat that, 0428 235000. 1FM Sponsor. Have you ever been to the Nathalia Nursery? You know, at number six Railway Street, Nathalia? Hop in and say good day. At Nathalia Nursery, we like growing a bit of everything. We have a large variety of plants, including succulents, natives and perennials. We love our fuchsia, pelagoniums, geraniums, hydrangeas, as well as lots of different salvias that we grow. And our hope is that you will too. We're open Thursday to Sunday, 10am to 4pm. Don't forget, we also stock tube stock, punnets of flowers and veggies. Nathalia Nursery, well worth the trip. 1FM sponsor. The power of Waters. Waters has the power to install security systems, voice video intercom, fire detection systems and CCTV. The power to integrate your house with solar power, battery storage, home automation, smart power points, all controlled by Google Home. The power to keep industry working with a 24-hour breakdown service and electrical maintenance, thermal imaging, test and tag and much more for home, business or industry. The power to do more. 1-300 Waters. 1FM Sponsor. 
You're tuned to Super Saturday Sport on 1FM, your one stop for all your sports news. 11 minutes to 11, and of course, we are in Square Gators, and this is my favourite time of the week. Gamble responsibly, where we try and find the winner. We're having a look at this big card at Melton this evening. We are, yeah, the uh, Teal Night, the Olympic First and uh, Breed for Speed uh, Finals Night, uh, the Trotting Grand Prix, um, and it should be a fantastic night of, uh, of trotting. And uh, the, we've been going all right with the, the multi. I don't think we got it last week. I think we got the first leg. Yeah, the second leg uh, gallop, not right or not uh, too long after the start. Uh, Quaddy, I think we got the first three legs. And then I said in the last leg, I didn't like Modern Bliss because I just thought it was not uh, in the class of some of the others. There was a late scratching, which really hurt us. And then he led all the way and we bombed out that last leg of the quad. So. Uh, we did all right, too, because we got the value in that first league with Jillaby Willow winning the um Yeah, the we cup. did, yep. So uh, we'll, we go again, um, and uh, the multi tonight, uh, uh, look... <laughs> Uh, I, I don't like uh, I don't like tipping my own horse, but um, I'm going to race two number five for Feasters Phoenix. He's in tonight. Uh, we're heading down, and uh, look, it's his race to lose. I think he's he, we've had two runs back from a, a very long spell. Uh, he's been second in both. He's run really, really well. Last start was against some really nice types, and uh, he uh, he ran second. Um, he strikes a, a, a really winnable race. For me, I think he's um, he should be able to find the front. And if he gets to the lead, I think he's just going to be really hard to beat. So uh, if you're listening in, you'll probably hear some one of us cheering, either that or Sue's at some point during the run. Um, so race two, number five, is $1.70, which is about his right price. I actually thought he might have been a bit shorter. But uh, race two, number five, into race three, number two, Gracias, another one. For Chris Finocio, so he's uh, going for the uh, snooze double here. Uh, Karen Manning takes the drive. It's the female driver's maiden trot. This uh, one is first up from a spell. Um, hasn't raced since May last year in a three-year-old. Uh, but it's had nine starts, and one's, uh, nine starts and been placed in six. So really consistent. I think uh, we'll be able to uh, find the front and be really hard to beat here. Um, and has been well-specced on the fixed odds already. So... Hopefully we get it nice and early. So race two, number five, into race three, number two. Um, Four dollars twenty-six. Yeah, so we can uh, get, use that uh, little bit of a bank for the quaddy. Um, look, you, there's probably two ways you can do the quaddy tonight. There's a, a, a skinny way, and then probably a bit more of a an outlandish, or not outlandish, but a, a bit more of a uh, a fatter quaddy. Um, the first league seven only Queen Alita. Mares against her own sex. She's just about unbeatable. She has drawn the outside of the front row, but I don't think it'll matter. She'll be just far too good for them. She comes off a win at Bendigo last time out in the heat of this series. Um, as a threes on pop, she should be just too good. Class will get her home. Uh, so seven in the first seat. Second league, this is a cracking race. It's the Grand Prix. Um, just Believe versus Call Me The Breeze once again. I reckon they've got the prices wrong to be frank, fair. Just Believe's drawn one and Call Me The Breeze has drawn four, but Corby the Breeze sat outside and sat three wide the last lap and still beat Just Believe. And I know there wasn't much between them at the finish, um, but I reckon there's not much. I don't think there should be $1.50 and $3. I think they should be more closer to, you know, not $2 each of two, but, you know, something around those that mark. Uh, you've got to take both of them in the quarter. I don't think anything else can win. Love to see RC Phoenix run well, but I, he's drawn the car park, so he's going to struggle from out there. But... 
One and four are the only ones you really need to take in the quaddy. Third leg, I'm taking the field. Exalted's the favourite, but it is a little bit risky from the start. Um, it was third last week in the race um, behind uh, Royal Dan and Hephaestus Phoenix. So its form line's really good, but she only knows one way, and that's flat out. And I just fear that she might uh, overdo it from this draw over the, the sprint trip. Uh, and all the rest of them could certainly win it with the right run. I think it's a very even field. So just banking on a bit of uh, value there, taking on the favourite. Last leg, race eight, the Coombs trots. Uh, another, I've gone wide, uh, very wide here again as well. I thought this was a, a really even race. Zebek's the favourite, but I've gone two, three, four, five, seven, eight, ten, and 11. So there's not many that I've left out, but I just think that it's a really even field. Um, and uh, could go uh, any which way, just wanting to take on the favourites in those last two legs. So the quaddy, seven only the first leg, second leg one and four. If you wanted to take one of them, go your hardest, but I'm just not sure which way to play it. I'd probably play Call Me The Breeze because he's a bit more value. Field the third leg because it's a really even race, and then two, three, four, five, seven, eight, ten, eleven. the last leg. It's 160 for the full whack. I wouldn't expect you to take that, but just take it for a percentage. And try and get uh, get the fir- if we get the first two legs, try and get a bit of value in the last two legs and uh, play the percentage and see what return we can get. And we'll just have a look at the percentage for ten dollars there, Dan. And it's six percent for ten dollars. Yep. So it's a an interesting uh, quality. There's a couple of options. I mean, you could if you could nearly take a straight out quality. If you're going to do that, I'd take seven the first leg, four the second leg. Maybe I will take the 10 exalted, even if it's odds on, but it's just too much. It is a bit of a risk, but it's probably the best horse in the race. Uh, and in that uh, last league, Zebek's going to be really hard to beat, but uh, a straight-out quad, he's probably not going to pay a ridiculous amount, but you could probably have it for $2 or something and, and get a little bit of uh, bit of cream if it did happen to salute. Now, you've been calling the heats in the semi-finals of the Meadows for the Australia Cup. Yep. Not, not there tonight for the Meadows, but... Uh, do you like anything tonight? Yeah, there's a there's a few races to keep an eye on here tonight. There's a, a dog in race number four. This is the country championship final. It's a group three. And there's a local dog in the, by, by the name of Riendo for Thomas Wark. He's down at Murchison. Um, this dog's into $3.40. Um, you will be in front at the winning post the first time. There is no doubt about it. She is the quickest thing I've seen out of the boxes in a long time. She's not very big, uh, but she has got so much early speed, she will lead this race easily. The trick is whether she's going to be in front at the back end. If there's a bit of interference behind her in that first corner and she gets a good lead on them into the back, uh, you just got to hold your breath because she's, she's getting better. She's getting fitter and stronger over the longer trips. But she's just so fast early. She puts herself right in the race. Uh, have something on her. Race four, number three. The feature race is there tonight. Um, the Australian Cup. Uh, the, the rookie rebel, Hector Forley. He's $4.20. I reckon he's a massive chance. He had no luck last week in his semi-final. The, uh, the fan of Bale Stayers. Palawar Kings at $2.60. He was enormous last week. I think you're getting a decent price about him again. I think he just wins it. He'll be last early, but he'll weave through the field. I reckon he can win again. And the Australian Cup, I'm going with number eight, Fernando Phil, about $7.50 on the fixed odds. I reckon there's a lot of speed on the inside, and I reckon they could jam up, and he could stay wide and sweep around them. So going with the eight on an each-way play there in the Australian Cup. No worries, Dan. And, uh, of course, we're at Caulfield today. It's on a good four there at the Heath. 
Can't wait for the Blue Diamond. Can't believe it's rocked around again. Gee, this is a really classy field. It's been one of the better fields I've seen for a long time. Do you like anyone in the Blue Diamond? Yeah, I do. I think High Octane is a massive chance in this race. It It is still trying to get out uh, from its uh, buried along the rail in the uh, the prelude of this uh of the uh, of the blue diamond, he never got out, never let it down. He got beat by his stable mate in uh, bodyguard, who's been scratched unfortunately from this race. He's drawn ten today. He should get cover. He shouldn't. He won't be stuck on the rail. If he comes down the outside, I think he's a massive, massive chance at around the five dollar fifty mark. So, number eight, race eight, number eight, easy to remember. And we've got Raymond Coles on after eleven as well. To look at the pre group ones at Caulfield today. Uh, racing up at, uh, of course, Rose Hill as well. And they got the uh, Silver Slipper Stakes. And I reckon this is the best bet of the afternoon. Race ball number one, Espionage. Going well. Uh, has had the one start for a win. Uh, that was, um, uh, just having a look, where was it there? Randwick, uh, over 1,000 metres back in September. Um, it was on grand final day, it actually. Was, yeah, it was, well, it was a $7.50 chance. Yeah, uh, Breeders Plate. And that race always generally throws up something that's got some sort of ability. Um, it's had a couple of trials since. It was uh, a winner uh, at Rose Hill in a trial about uh, three weeks ago. Uh, went decent enough time over the 900 metres. You'd think uh, knowing Gay Waterhouse's horses, they'll be out and running. It's going to be really hard to beat. A little bit of a drift on fixed odds, but should be still right in the finish. And Mr Brightside today as we head back to uh, Caulfield is in... Uh, looks to have the race at its mercy there. The Futurity uh, was a great winner of the Oar a couple of weeks ago. The only issue with him is whether he's flat after that run um, last uh, in the Oar because he had to really, really chase. He really had to knuckle down to even just get uh, up to, to those horses to, to nearly win it. Um, he should just win. For, he really should just win. But the only question mark is whether he's a little bit flat from that run. Dollar forty-five. Yeah, you can take him in multis and. But so what I've done, Dan, is I've stood him out in a Cornella with three, four, and eight, the third roughest in the field, to run second to it, hopefully for a result. Yeah, and I think this the afternoon. One, I think the one to, k- to keep an eye on as well as Buffalo River. He might be the one to um, throw in those Quinellas and exactors because he'll be up on the speed, let, setting it up, and uh, there might not be anything able to run him down from the back. And just on the undercard as well, we've got the Peter Young Stakes. Uh, the return of Gold Trip. It's a short quote, vow and declare. Two Melbourne Cup winners in that race. Race six at Caulfield, Dan. Yeah, he's a bit too short for more. Oh, he's getting out a bit now. He's 260, but uh, he is certainly the class in that race, that's for sure. Do it all again next week, Dan. Thanks, Dan. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM, Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter. And tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.